You're listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 30 for New Year's Day 2015. Oh, <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about our favorite things of 2014. We've got books, music, movies, games, and more. There you go. So Ooh. stick around for the, the show. show. One, two, three, clap. Ooh. Gorgas. Oh my God. Gorgina. Oh, that's, that's our last clap for 2014. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to... <laughs> There you have it, folks. That's it. I started to get excited that you said our last clap ever. I know. You know, we're 30 <laughs> episodes in. We should just wrap it up. We're, we're tired. It was a good run. No. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Hope your holidays were great. Hope your Christmas was great. If you don't celebrate Christmas, you're not out. American. <laughs> At all. How we dare gotta you? We got to keep that, keep up our charade. Mm-hmm, we do. We're very, what's the word? Close-minded? Yeah, we're very close-minded. Exclusive, exclusive, non-inclusive. Non-inclusive. Whatever. We're white Christian women. Yeah. Um, in the South, so. And this week, we're going to be telling you our favorite things of 2014. So it's Joe's favorite segment, only for an entire hour. So these are up. a few of our favorite things th- of 2014. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to like. Okay, I'm gonna make myself do some work. Jazz remix, and I'm gonna have to put a little something in the background there because this is our favorite things of 2014 podcast. Um, and I'm I'm excited. I've been prepping. I am too. Yeah. For like we actually months. prepared for this one. Yeah, like months at a time. Joe and I <laughs> had this idea because like this is the only fucking podcast in the entire 30 episodes that we've done so far that we're actually going to prepare for. Goddamn. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we're we're going to talk about like all of the things that really we thought were awesome that came out we've or happened in 2014. One, two, three, four, five categories. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about books, music, movies, games, and miscellaneous. Ooh, that could be anything. Potpourri, ooh. Uh, no. Ooh. <laughs> if that's your favorite thing, if you end up saying potpourri at the miscellaneous, you're done. <laughs> My favorite thing of 2014 is this box that I got from Office Depot. It was in the trash bin. And uh, anyway, it's my only friend. So, oh, oh, <laughs> no, I have you. Just kidding. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Mm, sure, mm, we're friends. Or yeah, sure. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. What? Do, what? Do, anyways, what do we want to start with? What category do you think we you should? pick? What category do you want to do you want to talk about first? Well, I think because that I don't read, we should talk about books first because I know that okay. you are an avid reader and like you you love your authors and stuff. And I actually I actually put down a couple books, even though that I. I'm, you know, only at a second grade reading level because I'm only right, nine right. and a half. Are they all Dr. Seuss? I mean, I put Green Eggs and Ham on there the just poop, in case. The poop book? Oh my God, Everybody Poops is Everybody such poops. a good book, though. <laughs> <laughs> Iconic deserves, like, all the awards 2014, like, Gold Star. Am I right? Wait, these don't have to be um, books that came out. Book. These are, like, books we read this year, yes, right? Yes, books, okay. things that happened, books that we read in 2014, okay. things that impacted us, things that cool. we discovered in 2014. It's very broad. We we don't have any fucking rules here, you guys. If you know this by now, then good. If you don't, then I don't know who you've you've been listening to. But yeah, so um, I think you should start because you're more of a bookworm in the pair of us. So what do you have down for your favorite books that you've discovered or whatever in 2014? 
Well, I've actually, I've only got two I want to talk about, but one of them is like, it's been one of, it's now one of my favorite books ever. <gasps> Ooh, oh, so it's like really impactful yeah. on your life. So it's, yeah, it was really good. Oh. Um, I'm almost done with, this is not the one that's super good though. I'll start out with the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Poehler's book. I've heard it's so good. It is really good. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I think you know this, I didn't really like Tina Fey's book. That's what I was going to bring up. I was going to bring up the fact that like, I mean, I, I, this is all third hand account. And I've, I actually mm-hmm. heard this from a lot of different people besides you that bossy pants wasn't as good as people thought it would be. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was more, it it felt more like a celebrity book than it did a book book, which, you know, she is a, a celebrity. celebrity. Yeah. You, know, you have to go into that sort of expecting it, but also it's Tina Fey. Exactly. So your and she is a writer. High. So yeah, you think it's going to be and it was, I mean, it was, it was better than your average run of the mill, like Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie oh, book, yeah. both of which I've read. So I can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was, uh, yeah, I didn't like it, but Amy Poehler's, I'm not quite done with it. So I'm not ready to say that it's like a favorite favorite, but it's so far. Yeah. It's been really, it's been deep. Ooh, really? Yeah. Like she talks about like emotions and shit. And I'm like, whoa, like whoa, girl. emotions. Like you're a real person? I had no idea. Yeah. Totes emote. Totes emote though. Totes emote though. <laughs> so I'm hoping to finish that this week mm-hmm. and then maybe I'll have a better account of it later. Maybe there'll be something really racist or awful at the end of it. And then I'll have to retract this later. Mm-hmm. So well, who knows? Who knows? You have read books in the past on a channel that we won't name. That <laughs> I mean, we can name it. It was answerly, whatever. Um, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, no, I can't, like, how many books did you guys do for that channel? I feel like we only did, like, four. Because okay, it used to be an advice channel and then it turned into, like, a book review channel. It was kind of like, it was a whatever. Right. But uh, what is um, Amy Poehler's book called? It's called Yes, Please. Yes, Please. Okay, that's right. See, like, I wouldn't know because I can't read. Right, right. I'll have to have you sound out all the letters. Uh-huh. I can get the audiobook. Oh, from, good, good. From a place that doesn't sponsor us yet. I hear that the audiobook is really, really good. You know, I actually listened to part of the audiobook. Does she narrate it herself? She narrates part of it. I'm pretty sure Patrick Stewart narrates oh part of God, it. She has, like, cool people come in. Yeah, and Seth Meyers, I think, narrates part of it. He, he wrote a chapter in it, so I think... He probably will narrate that part. I see. But I didn't listen to that part. But um, my favorite book of the year. Oh, wow. here we go. Drum roll, please, you guys. Go, is Let's Pretend This Never Happened by Jenny Lawson. <gasps> oh. And she's the, she's the, the bloggist. The mm-hmm. blog set? Yeah, she's the bloggist, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the bloggist. Um, she's a well-known blogger. And it is such a good book. Yeah. It's creative nonfiction. It's like a memoir of her life. Mm-hmm. And it is so good. And it's just very honest. Mm-hmm. Like it feels very honest, but at the same time, it's really funny. Oh, good. And I just love it. I'm going to have to pick really that up then. I love it. Yes, definitely. When you learn to read, read this <laughs> book. <laughs> Oh, you just slipped that in there. Oh my God, that's amazing. And so, so those are my two. So has Jenny Lawson written, I don't know anything about her. And so mm-hmm. is she, has she written other books besides this one? No, this is, I believe her first book. Um, mm-hmm. She's just been blogging forever. And so she's like, her... she knows how to like type words and put them in. Right, like, sentences. right. <laughs> and she, she's written for like publications too. So okay. she's like, it's like her job. So she's not new to the game. 
No, no, no. She's definitely not new to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has tweeted me before. <gasps> oh my god! If I can just throw that out there. Oh my god! It so was a, like... it was an honor. <laughs> it was an honor and a privilege. And... I had a fangirl moment when she did. And... I mean, obviously. Yeah. She's great. She is hilarious. That's so awesome. I'm going to definitely, I'm writing that down now. I have to pick that up because like I need, I need more reading material. I mean, like I do read things, but I don't read it as nearly as much as I should because I have the attention span of a gopher. And so it's mm-hmm. hard for me to like sit down and actually like read words on a page yet. I can like go through a tech article and be, it'll be like an hour and a half later on my computer. It's weird. My brain's odd. Oh, we should have included articles in this too. I mean, we could have, but I mean, that Waluigi article we've been meaning to talk about (laughs) for like seven months. (laughs) You guys, I don't, it was Joe that found this. It was in the gaming tag on Tumblr. Fucking God. Like, and Joe's like, every time we, we talk about what we're going to talk about in the podcast before we record, for like the past at least two or three episodes, Joe's been like, so how are we going to include this Waluigi post? <laughs> I still, I keep the link. We, I have a little document with the like things to talk about things in case we run out or anything, which we never have. Oh no, we never have. Um, but I'm like this, I'm going to hang on to this Waluigi link until we can sneak it in one week. It's a gem. That's it's for profound. Sure. <laughs> and so um, if you have it up, do you remember what like the official title is called? I've got the link right here. Because, like, I remember that it was ridiculous. It is called I, We, Waluigi, a postmodern analysis of Waluigi <laughs> by Frank Ribery. Groundbreaking. <laughs> Absolutely groundbreaking. And it's part of a page called Critical Perspectives on Waluigi. I feel like this needs to be, like, laminated and put up on my wall. Yeah, I haven't I even think read so it yet, too. so like it could probably be shit. But like, it sounds amazing. We're gonna we'll do it next week. Now that we've now pimped we, it out, exactly. Now that we've pimped it out, we have to talk about this. It'll be mm-hmm. you know breaking in the new year with fucking Waluigi. Obviously, how else is there to do it? Honestly. So, anyways, okay. I have your favorite books. I yes, have a I want to hear books. yours. So a while ago, I talked about I fangirled and pimped out this book called Smoke It's in Your Eyes. Um, Mm -hmm. which is about this girl who studied like crematory and like mortuary science. yeah. And so this book um, is by an author called Caitlin Doty and she has a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash order of the good death. Anyways. um, So her book came out a long time ago and I got it months later because my grandmother owns a bookstore, which, you know, it's called Books and Books, which I've pimped out before. It's in Butte, Montana, <laughs> if you guys want to go there and give her some I business. I want to work there. Honestly, it's working at a bookstore, even though I can't read, um, <laughs> is a really good job. <laughs> I loved working at that bookstore. I worked there when I was, like, illegal, like, 14. It was, like, Mexican slave labor. I was, like, so into it. Um, but anyways, so I started um, Smoke It's In Your Eyes just recently because I got it for my birthday because I had to wait because grandma's like, don't read it yet. Don't buy it. Cause I'm going to buy it for you. And so she got it for me and I'm, I'm about halfway in. Um, and it's, it's really, really good. She's really funny. And she just like, it, it's, it's like you said with that other book, it's very real in the, in the sense that she's talking about kind of the weird stuff that she goes through working in mortuary science and working in crematories and operating like the, the crematory machine and like, putting makeup on corpses and like the whole nine. But she, she has this like really awesome sense of humor and this very like real perspective on it. That is just like very fresh because like the, the, when you talk about death in a community and like my family's gone through a lot of like death recently. And so it's kind of 
it's really nice kind of having this more humoristic approach and like humanist approach, honestly, to, to death and how it's like very normal. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so that's... Wow, it, your words are big. I know, like for someone who is Bigger than I thought you knew. I know, right? <laughs> thank you. I am so proud of you. Oh, thank you. You're so nice to that me. That sounds like such a good book too. Honestly, it's pretty good. It's more, it's less about the the industry itself and more about her, um, like... Personal experiences. Her, yeah, her personal experiences in the industry. My mom, of course, like my mom's the type of person where I get like a really good book and I start telling her about it and she's like, Oh, well, can I read it first? <laughs> so she read it um, before I even had a chance. She stole it from me for like two and a half weeks. Then she gave it back and she was like, it was actually pretty good, but like, I want to know more about the interest industry and like less about her. And that was her only like little Nick on it, but she really liked it. Mm. And that's coming from like, you know, a 50 year old woman, but she's interested in the, I'm of really going to have to read that. Like- it's, it's good. I'm going to, I'll, when I finish it, which is hopefully soon, um, depending on what my schedule is. And like I said, I have the attention span of a gopher. Um, I will, I'll let you guys know how it, how it is, what my full, um, review is of the book. But so far it's, Ooh, please do. it's please good. Do. I'm liking it a lot. Um, so that's my first book. And then my second book is actually something that I, I couldn't really think of one that really impacted me for 2014. Um, but I was thinking towards the beginning of the year, I, I obviously Joe and I are like BFFs and we talk to each other, like at least every week, if not like every other day. And at the beginning of 2014, I was like, I went through this breakup with this boy and I was like really distraught. And I was like, Joe, oh, I need to no. talk to you Oh my about God, this. is this going to be? <laughs> this, so my, my, I, my probably the most impactful book for me for 2014 is a book called, it's called a breakup because it's broken. Um, by two authors that I can't pronounce their names. Um, one's a guy and one's a girl. Mm-hmm. And it is so good. Because when you're in this mindset that you're like, oh my God, like, what did I do wrong? Like, what did I do? Um, this book just like... Was that this year? That was this year. That... Wow. Well, I mean, it's like the breakup, my it's breakup happened. It's been a happened, long year. <laughs> and I honestly, like I'm, I need to sleep for the rest of 2015. I'm ready. Um, but I was, I... I was going through like the really hard parts of like getting over my breakup in like January, February during my like Christmas break. And you were like, just fucking buy this book. And so after I was done talking to you on Skype, I went on Amazon and I bought it and I got it like three days later, it came in the mail and it helped so much. It was so good. It's such a good book. It's so good because I have recommended that book to like so many people, like people will, some guy from like Brazil, what he was like, I don't even remember the situation. Maybe he tweeted me or something. And I was like, just get this book. Mm-hmm. And like two days later, he was like, oh my God, I love this book. It's, it just and it like, was recommended to me by a friend when I was going through so a breakup. so good. And so I feel like it needs to be, it needs to be passed on even more. Mm-hmm. And I like, I've loaned it. I don't even think I have my copy right now because I'm pretty sure it's out on loan to someone else. <laughs> oh my God. You're like passing the you good word around. spread this book. Yeah. No, yeah. It's a good book. It just, it helped me through this breakup and it helped me through this like slum. So if any of you guys are going through a breakup or whatever, or have gone through breakups and you're still kind of like dealing with it, um, it's such a good book to kind of clear your mind and like make you feel better because you deserve to feel better, obviously. So through your fur loop, gotcha with that book. Wow, so, good recommendations, good favorites. I Sam. know, and we aren't we aren't even fucking done yet. That's only our books. Look at us. I know. So, so yeah. do I get to pick the next category? Yes, go right ahead. It's your pick. Oh, I'm torn. <laughs> 
Well, we'll get to them all, you know. <laughs> Let's do, this is the one I feel like we're going to have the most to talk about. So I think we should jump into it. Okay. Music. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and I kind of, I have done the most probably prep work for this one because I've split it up by countries. Oh my God. And like, you've done more than I have. <laughs> Shit. Because there were so many. And in some of the categories, there's like five or six. Mm-hmm. I just, I had so many favorite so much good music came out in 2014. Honestly, though, because like I was doing research and, and I was I just like, it. I you don't remember like how much content yeah, comes out some in of a it year. Was and, so long, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like in January and February, and like that seems like a millennium ago. But so, since you are so prepared, I want you to just go head in on this issue. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me get it. Let me get ready. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to do J-pop first. Okay. It was a good, it was a pretty good year for J-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a perfume, Kling Kling, mm-hmm. uh, Kiari, Pika Pika, Fantasian, mm-hmm. um, Ayumi Hamasaki, Colors, mm-hmm. Kafka Shishido had that one song that I was obsessed with, Dame Kashira. I don't, I don't know. For, it's not even in Romanji. It's it's all in Katakana, and so I couldn't yeah. read any of it. Yeah. Um, but my favorite out of those, like, Kiari's album, we talked about this, I think, when it came out, didn't mm-hmm. we? I think we did How a little it was, bit. It was a good, solid album, but there were no, like, standout songs exactly. There weren't, like, jams, really. Right. So I would have to say my favorite, though, my favorite J-pop album was probably Femme's debut album. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> but my favorite K- my favorite J-pop song was XOXO by Ayumi Hamasaki. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Is that the, the music the video? Disaster. The disaster. <laughs> music video that I watched and it looked like that it was filmed with a potato. Yes, it's the music video is the worst. If you enjoy that song, do not watch the music video. Like you, will, it will ruin it. I feel like the music video is so bad; it's like almost iconic. Like it's almost an Extina moment. <laughs> it is kind of yeah. It's you're like, right. It's like her Lotus moment where it's just like oh my god, but like you can't stop listening. That's very true. Very so, true. I, mean, I, I I love that you split this up into countries. Like you're way ahead of the ball game for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what else I do just you have? I scrolled through my whole music library and looked at everything that came out this year. Okay, oh, yeah. so now we've I've got K-pop. Okay, there were there was so much good K-pop this year, mm-hmm. and I split it up into three tiers. Holy so shit! We're gonna start at the bottom <laughs> tier and work our way to the top tier. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna run through them. Okay, because it just has to be run through. But so third place for me was Crayon Pops, Ui, mm-hmm. um, Girls Generations, Mister Mister. Henry's Fantastic, Red Velvet's Happiness. Um, second tier was that Minx song. You remember that I was oh, obsessed yeah. with? Oh, you have it as your ringtone. It's like... my ringtone. I love it. But it only made second tier. Oh, wow. It Fuck. only made second tier. So Minx, Why Did You Come to My Home? And then Orange Caramels, my copycat. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with that. And that their whole, that whole single album's really good. Mm-hmm. And then Purples, one, two, three. Fucking Purples. Which I, I mentioned one week. <laughs> And then we get to my top tier of K-pop. So this is these are the big games. These are my favy faves, and then I'll tell you my favorite out of those favorites. Okay. So Twenty One okay. had Come Back Home. I was obsessed with that. Um, Octong Musician had an album, but my favorite song was Melted. Mm. Um, tai Chi Seo had their Holler mini album. I loved it. Mm. Um, Heartfelt 
Iron Girl. Well, her single was Ain't Nobody, but Iron Girl was my favorite song on that album. Oh, okay. And now my favorite, favorite K-pop song of the entire year and favorite K-pop music video. I was obsessed with this. Hmm. Sun Me's Full Moon. Oh, you are so fucking obsessed with this video. I love it. It is the coolest. I just love it. I love it, love it, love it. Oh my God. I totally forgot that that existed, but that is that if I were to pick a K-pop song for you that was like, this one's Joe's favorite, it would definitely be Full Moon. Like that's, I. so good. Oh. Now I just want to watch the video for the rest of my life because like I'm re- we'll watch it when we're done recording. I mean, obviously, because out of to honor it. To I honor. forgot it came out this year because it was in February. Yeah, which and is, that's that seems so long ago. I right know. Now. Um, then I've got I've got two more categories, but there's only one artist in each. Mm-hmm. Favorite American music: Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. 1989. Um, and then I threw in Jolyn Sai for C pop. Oh yeah, that's right for her play. Yes. A CD play, which just came out. But I actually like her Muse CD better because that was sort of a segue for me into her 2012 CD, Muse, which is probably my favorite. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm still not into C-pop. I need to like... I'm only into her. her. Oh, well, there you go. She's it for me. <laughs> She's maybe, all... it'll, maybe it'll be a segue and it'll just all fall down from there, but that's mm-hmm. it for now. She's the entirety of China for you. Mm-hmm. There's just there's too there's so much drama in K-pop that like that's what I really enjoy right now. Yeah, because I like reading about it. Oh yeah, all the gossip. <laughs> yeah, there's so much though. It's like it can be overwhelming. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I'm excited to hear yours. To be honest. Oh really? I really want to know what your favorites of your favorite music of 2014 was. Okay, so I didn't categorize mine as deeply as Joe's. <laughs> because I mean, because you, you're not crazy. I mean, I'm I'm crazy. You're crazy. Yeah. That, that I just I tried to go through music that that I really. So for music, what Joe and I did obviously is we we looked for things that came out in 2014 that we were really really into. Um, right. What I realized is, and I I know you've realized this too over the years, is that a lot of the times we think that we we only listen to music that is like really old. Like oh, I keep listening to this this album from 2008 because it's so good, and like that's totally fine, but. Like you just said, like you just named off so many albums that you enjoy that are like that came out this year. Mm-hmm. So every time that like we say that, oh my god, we only listen to old music or whatever, that we're turning old or whatever, we need to just point ourselves in this direction because we are. We're listening to all this new music. But I any, think it's American music. I'm having. I struggle with now. Though I feel like yeah, I feel like that's that's very true. It doesn't have the same sound to me as it should or something. I mean, we've, we've listened to a, a lot of J-pop and a lot of K-pop that, like, mm-hmm. we have this, like, different aspect of what pop music should be, which is very interesting. It's kind right. of like it, we have this remorphed kind of ear for it mm-hmm. rather than just, like, listening to Top 40 all of our lives. And mm-hmm. so I think it's different. But anyways, so let me let me get into it. Um, I Obviously, I have a lot of the same things that you had on yours, but I do have some other things. I Ooh. had, I had, um, so in, in J-pop, I, I had to look up when level three came out and it was October, 2013. So I couldn't yeah. put level three on, but we had Kling Kling, the, the EP that came out from Perfume, which had, um, Ijuayu No Hello on it. Uh-huh. Ijuaru No Hello. Yes. Oh, I got it. Oh, look at me. <laughs> which is my like favorite song off of that EP. It's so catchy and it's so good. 
Um, and then Hold Your Hand should be burned at the stake because it's the worst song ever made by Perfume. And I will I will hold that to my heart until the day I die. <laughs> well, that and the... It's the Merayino Museum. museum. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we have that that came out in 2014. So we had a little bit of Perfume that scattered in. We had Pika Pika Fantagine by Chiari, which like we said earlier was, it was good, but it wasn't like, jam on jam on jam like right. like i feel like the most perfume albums are like i i can listen to like game all the way through the entire okay. album i just love and i can listen to level three pretty much all the way through until i get hit fucking the museum song i don't even remember the name because i just yeah. i hate it that much it's the worst song in the world and hurley burley should have been on that <laughs> cd burley, instead of that song hurley burley it's, died it travesty it literally oh. I just a moment for Hurley Burley though, <laughs> because we're never going to see that again because the year's over and just like oh. RIP. But anyways, so we had Pika Pika Fantagine, which was good. Um, and that's kind of, you know, the J-pop for me was we got that Kyari album, which was good for me. We had a couple perfume singles, which were good. So we have Japan pretty much covered. Um, and so now I'm, I'm more into what came out for pop music and electronic music in, you know, Western countries and okay. I had the Robin and Royksop EP do it again. Oh, on, yeah. Which I, because, I mean, Joe and I, if you know anything about us, we, I mean, Joe was like the OG Robin fan. And then Joe got me into Robin. And like, I've never been the same ever since. Like, Robin is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then Robin, a while ago, like many years ago, did this collab with Royksop um, for a song called The Girl and the Robot. And so they're kind of a match made in heaven. And this EP is really, really, really good. I like it a lot. There's a, there's, it, it's just, it's very, it's different. It's more industrial. It's more instrumental. Yeah. Um, and but Do It I, Again was really good. Yeah, like the single Do It Again off of the Do It Again EP was like. Yeah, it was there was that jam. other song that was like, what was it? Like something about being a tower or what was it? Monument? Monument, yeah. I wasn't super into that, but yeah. I love Do It Again. Yeah, yeah Do good. It Again was good. So I have that. I have Robin and Reich's for Do It Again. Nice. And then um, I obviously had 1989 by Taylor Swift because we talked about it. Hells yeah. Um, I had Sia's new album because, I mean, apparently <gasps> I'm the only person who likes Sia's new album. But A Thousand Forms of Fear, I thought was a really good album for the year. Um, and then I had to... To kind of take it up a notch with the gay and put in Kiss Me Once by Kylie Minogue. Because oh, damn, yeah. Right, though? You are get, you're hitting it, Sam. I knew you would have all these good ones. <laughs> well, I would just like, I, I went through all the songs that I was listening to and Kiss Me Once, like the entire album. Like, I don't know what, what they're slipping in Kylie Minogue's, like, martinis before she goes to bed at night but she is like a billion years old and she is hitting out hit singles still to this day like i feel like i'm a million 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 miles off of kiss me once did they was that ever a single i don't know if it was but it should have been if it isn't already the lead honestly Uh oh it's so good anyways do you ever sing it do you ever go in your head call me christina million (laughs) million can't stop doing it i don't know how it got in there i mean i know i'm gonna do that from now on though because <laughs> Come me christina million million because of the way she says million exactly 
Oh my god, it's I'm never going to think of that song the same. Nope, I just ruined it for you. Yep, thank you for that. Of yeah. course. So Kiss Me Once by <laughs> Kylie Minogue is, it's like a pop electronic album. If you are, if you know anything about Kylie Minogue, it's like everything that she's done in the past amped up by like 500%. It's so good. And, oh my god, I was watching like video, I'm like gaying out so hard right now, I'm like going to pass out. I was watching videos of her performing her Kiss Me Once tour live in Australia or whatever. And bitch can sing still. Like, she has those yeah. chords for days. So, yes. Do you have a favorite Kylie Minogue song? <sighs> okay. Not just on this album, but overall? I think it would probably be In My Arms <gasps> off of X. That was that was a good album, too. That was that whole such album a was good album. So good. I think, yeah, In My Good Arms, choice. probably. How does it feel oh, in so my bad. arms? In Joe's arms. <laughs> what about you? Do you have a favorite Kelly Minogue song? Oh, for sure, Slow. Oh, Slow is so good. So good. That music video is so sexy. Oh, my God. Okay, when we're, like, because you know that all of the old queens go to Kylie Minogue concerts. She's going to be 130, still performing live, obviously, <laughs> still looking fierce. And when you and I are like 80, we're going to go to a Kylie Minogue concert together and we're going to have our little apple teenies and be gay with Kylie Minogue. Yes, please. We really should if she ever tours here. I know, right? Oh, my God. Like soon. I, I mean, she's probably going to tour forever. I I don't doubt mm-hmm. it. She's never going to retire. If she retires, I don't all know why gays, we never... We never um, talk about her together. I don't know either. I'm, she's just, she's this little gem in the back of kind of pop culture. because she's Australian. Yeah, it's because she's, she's so Aussie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So, yeah, so anyways, Kiss Me Once, we'll get over that hurdle because it was a hurdle. Good choice, Sam. Um, so let's see, what else do I have? So I have um, White Women by Chromio, which is, I, we've never talked about Chromio. Chromio no. is this, it's this duo from Montreal who's mm-hmm. been around for a while and they do like this very 80s retro in style in inspired um like bit funk stuff it's very funky it's very like 70s 80s influenced like disco that's um, right up your alley it's right up my alley and they are like really really good they had a couple singles that came out they did um they did bonafide lovin which is like it came out forever ago it was a single and bonafide lovin oh oh oh, oh. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, check you out. I know, I'm like such a singer. When's your album coming out? <laughs> oh, 2015. <laughs> That's the question. The queehoo of the century. <laughs> anyway, so Chromio, it wasn't at like the top of my list, but I just, I wanted to point it out because I did get it and it was actually really good. So would recommend if you guys are into like that funky inspired, like electro kind of disco funk stuff. And so then um, I think for the top two, that i have i'm ready um so my i think uh, they're kind of tied and so one of them is trouble in paradise by larue and it's kind of controversial Um, because mm -hmm. of the fact that like the sound is very different but um i i just something about like the processing and the production of that song is very like clean in my ears for some reason and i just like i'm a very big fan of larue and a big fan of ellie whatever the fuck her name is the lead singer no not oh no ellie Ellie golding was in larue though ellie Uh, Uh, what is her name i'm gonna have to look it up now hold on 
LaRue, Ellie, Ellie Jackson. There we Ellie go. Ellie Jackson. Because she's so weird and like her hair is like all over the goddamn place. She's got a good aesthetic to her. She does, her aesthetic. She kind of like knows who she is. and Yeah, she's very like her, which yeah. I appreciate. Anyways, Trouble in Paradise was, it was, it was good. Like I, and I, I feel like that it, it's, it's my favorite as like a listener, not really as like a music critic, because I'm not like a music critic or whatever. But um, what what's it? There's Silent Chaser, Silent Something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That one song that's like nine minutes long on that album. Silent, silent chance, silent night. We talked about silent chance, chancer. Mm. Something chancer. Hold on, I'm looking it up. No, it's silent partner. Oh, I don't fucking know anymore. Uh, let's look at a. I'm struggling, you guys. Silent partner, silent yeah, partner, and it's it's tropical chancer. Oh, yeah, two totally yeah, different yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we combined them. We combined them. We're stupid. Maybe a cool mashup. Maybe. Mm, maybe I'll get on that. No. I liked um what was it the the discotheque one? Oh, oh yeah. I bet money 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 I bet. Oh, it's such a good song. Oh, sexotech. Yeah, sexotech. I wanted it to be discotheque. Because sexotech isn't a word. Uh, yeah, we talked about we this talked one week, didn't this. we? <laughs> it, it irritates me. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I have so Lulu up there. Silent Partners, your favorite one on the yeah, album? Yeah, that's definitely my favorite off of the album. Um. And so my number one is something that you haven't listened to yet. Ooh, I'm excited. I feel like you need to, and I've talked about it before, but you haven't really gotten into it. Uh But she's had a couple EPs that came out this year, and she went to the same school that I went to, and I've been like a super fan. And it is Betty Who's debut album, Take Me When You Go. It is really fucking good. Like it, it has some jams on it and it's very like eighties inspired, very like pop, very like even Katy Perry, but in like a really good way. Um, and I, I think you would be right up a lot of people's alley. The problem is that she's, she just came out with this album and she just got signed to RCA and she's kind of, she's a little unknown. Although she opened up for Katy Perry during her Australian tour, which kind of mm-hmm. gained some exposure for her. But um, she had a couple songs that came out on two EPs that ended up on the album because they were really good. One of them is High Society, which is the second single or third single on the album, or it's going to be. Um, And it is like so, like four to the floor, Robin, um, 80s dance jam. And I would totally recommend, if you guys think you recognize Betty Who, she had a song or has a song currently called Somebody Loves You, which was in like that Home Depot viral video of like those two gays getting married it was so gross it was amazing <laughs> um, god bless them but no oh, they no. used that for the for the soundtrack but no i just it's it's infectious and i've been listening to it for ever since it came out in my car i've been listening to it like in full it is like it's sexy and fun and dancey and I feel like if anyone, I'm pretty sure it's streaming up on Spotify. She's not pulling up Taylor Swift, I'm pretty sure. So it should be up on Spotify or even on her SoundCloud. I'm not sure. But Take Me When You Go, Betty Who is, I'm pretty sure, my favorite album for 2014. When um, we're done with this podcast, you got to have me listen to some of the songs. I know. I will, I'll give you a little bit. The problem like that we've talked about before is sometimes when you force music on someone, it right. automatically imprints this bad impression. And so you just you got you gotta let people breathe, man. You gotta let them like discover their own music whenever like they're ready. 
And so, yeah, I don't know. I think that it would be it would be a good good thing for people. I feel like it'd be a now good that thing I know that it's too. your favorite of mm-hmm. the year that may give me that push. Oh, it might. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not done yet because I have a, oh. a couple little honorable mentions. Okay. I feel like that I have to mention Femme, but I I can't. Yes. I can't really give them anything yet because I don't think I've listened to their album enough. <gasps> I mean, I've, li- fine. I've listened to them a lot. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was making an omelet the other day and I like went through their full album, except for that one really slow song that we both hate. And Broken or oh, whatever God. the hell it is. It's, it's like, so just, bad. Uh, remove it from it's the like album and you've got It's like a thorn jams. in that album. It really, I don't know why they included it. It's probably I don't either. aesthetic. I don't know. Anyways. But Astro Boy, Flood Up the Night. Oh, and, uh, I, I play Flood Up the Night in the car and it sounds so oh. good. So, so good though. Yeah, there they you know, you were talking about how you listen to that um, you know, how it, songs are made or whatever or the production of mm-hmm. them. That is one of the CDs or one of the albums where I I pay attention to the production value on that one cuz it I love it so much. Yeah, it's like it's gritty but it's not like low quality. It just it has yeah. this like punchy, gritty like like dirty but in the best way quality to it. It's, and it does it's very, play like really good robotic. in the car. Yeah, they they mastered it really well for like cars and sound mm-hmm. systems that are like bigger. So I, I have I have Femme's debut album, um, which is a definitely honorable mention, but one that kind of threw me for a loop, and it just kind of happened sporadically. Is I was just going through YouTube and whatever. There is this band that is. They've been around for a while. It's it's a four-person group. And they hail from, I think, from New York. And they originally did the soundtrack or some of the soundtrack for Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which was a very like video game inspired, like retro-y. Like it was a it was a pretty good movie. The comics allegedly were better. I'm not gonna get into that. But they are called Anamanaguchi. And I am like starting to really get into them. They are like very like chip heavy like 8-bit NES purists and they combine Ooh. it with like with like dance and rock and pop and guitars and it's very very good. They have a single so they used to be very chip tuned like the past few albums that her the album that they released in 2013 was called Endless Fantasy and it was it was like you could classify it as a chip tune album. It was very like NES very chippy, very video gamey. Um, which is kind of what they're known for, but they are kind of veering for a different direction. They came out with a single not too long ago, a couple months ago, called Pop It, which is... Oh, is that the balloon video? Yeah, it's the balloon video with, like, these, yeah. these like, it's this girl That's with the, the balloon only song in front of her face. Yeah, and so it's, it's, it's still, you can hear the video game-inspired stuff, but they're going for more of a, of a pop music and less kind of indie chiptune Sort so of do you prefer the the chippy stuff more or do you like the direction that they're going? Well, the problem is that they their album, their new album that the the song Pop It, which is more pop music, is going to be on isn't out yet. It's going to be out in 2015. So um, you don't know yet. So I don't know if I'm going to like their pop music style better or their chiptune style better. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been enjoying it right now. If you guys want to look them up, Pop It is their latest single. And then I've been digging a single from Endless Fantasy, which came out in 2013, called Prom Night. It's one of the singles that they have a vocalist on, and it is, like, so good. It's If you're into chip music at all, or if you're into, like, video game soundtracks or anything retro, um, Anamanaguchi 
It's you can spell it exactly how it sounds. Look them up on YouTube. They're weird. They're indie. They're fun. And that is my honorable mention. God, I went through a lot of music. Holy shit. Wow. I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm like we exhausted. both showcased very well our tastes in music. I mean, we're, I feel like this year was very, like, it was very hyper J-pop, kind of housey, four to the floor, very poppy. But I feel like that's that's our personality when it comes to yeah. music. And that's it was kind of the year of K-pop for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. You really got into K-pop this year. Yeah. There was I a w- big jump. Last year, I was addicted to a lot of J-pop, and I still loved all of those same artists this year. And I've kind of got that set that I follow. Mm-hmm. But with K-pop, I love discovering new ones as well. Totally. Whereas, because there's so many blogs about it, and there's so much to read. Uh, yeah, there's it's the drama. The drama is half of the whole K-pop mm-hmm. scene. First, you have I feel the music, like they, and then you have, they sort like, of the pour drama. more money into like the visual part of it too. Yeah, they're all like primped and proper and perfect. Mm-hmm. So they're the visuals are outstanding. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. So we have books and music down. So now, do you want to talk about movies? Sure. Or, okay, let's... I, I, I'm not a very big movie person, but I went I'm to a either. few <laughs> this year. Um, and so I, I went to Boyhood, which I think I talked about a while ago, uh-huh. in Seattle. And it's this movie about this... They filmed it over like 12 years and you watch the actors grow up. I thought oh, it was, yeah. I thought it was, a, it was a pretty good movie as someone who's just like a very casual like movie watcher, not a critic at all. I don't know anything about films, um, but I enjoyed that a lot. I also never, I don't know if Lego movie came out in 14. I think it did. I came. think it did. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people did. I mean, that movie got a lot of really good reviews. I didn't see it. Did you not? Because I, you know, I don't like that kind of animation. Exactly. Yeah, you have this thing against the this like it's animation weird thing. To me. I know. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> I thought the story was really cute in Lego Movie, and I thought it was going to be like cheesy and like not good. But there was like it's one of those movies where it, there's two levels. There's like the way kids look at it, and then there's like more adult humor like on top of it that's floating those around. Those are the best. It's, it's one of those movies, and so when you're older, you get a lot of like these like Arthur. Inappro- yeah, like Arthur. Did you ever watch Arthur? <laughs> Yes. There is so much like even straight up innuendos in Arthur. It's amazing. And you don't realize it until you're older. No. And you're like going through YouTube. I know. God bless BBS though. So good. Anyway, so I have Boyhood, Lego Movie, and then um, the Pixar movie Big Hero 6, which I saw recently. It was only like a month and a half ago. Yeah. But it was like, I, I, it just the animation I thought was really good. And I love the story. And I'm just... I'm kind of a big cheese for those kinds of movies, but those are the only three that I have down because like, I mean, all I watch are like documentaries and like five hour food videos on YouTube. So that's my form of entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) But what about you, Joe? What do you have down for your movies? Um, So I've got probably my favorite one. Well, see, I don't, I think I only saw like maybe two or three movies in theaters. Yeah. I don't really go to the theater very often. But I watched like, I mean, Southeast Asian or not Southeast, just East Asian in general horror films. Yes, yes. Is what I what I mainly watch. And for there for a while, I was watching one every single night. Amazing. Like all the time. So two of mine are, are East Asian horror films. They didn't come out this year, but I saw them this year. So I'm including them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my favorite American movie, though, was Maleficent. <gasps> I never saw it, but I heard it was good. It was really good. And a lot of people did say it was good, but 
it got it ended up getting some mixed reviews, but I've really, really liked it. I just like, like Angelina really Jolie looks it. so fierce in the previews She's for that. So movie. good. Yeah, I love her. Uh, I'm gonna I have to watch it then. I'm putting it on the list. Um I did I wrote down The Hobbit three because I just recently saw it and I enjoyed it. I haven't it. seen it yet. I need to because I've seen the first two, obvi. It was it was the best out of the three Hobbit movies. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for my other two, I think I've mentioned them both on the podcast before, but Whispering Corridors 4. Oh, yeah. It's called Voice. It's a 2005 Korean movie. Mm-hmm. Um, a horror film. Really good. And then the other one is another Korean film called Thirst. Oh. And it was 2009. Yeah. And both of them start the main actress in both of them is the same person but it's several years apart i mm-hmm. didn't even realize it at the time because she looks so different in thirst they like put okay she's got the vampire makeup and Ooh. you know whatever um her name is kim Ockbin, but there you go i love her um oh there's also and i'm just now thinking of it too mm-hmm. there's a south korean movie called it's called girl scouts South Korean. I don't think movie. you've talked about this. Girl Scout? Is that it? Yes, yes. Oh my God, it's so fun. It's a comedy film, which is. It's weird for you. Yeah, well, I, I had to start branching out because I started seeing all of the horror films. <laughs> you were running out. <laughs> and I don't like to watch enough. horror films after, before cell phones were invented. <laughs> I don't That's know why. Specific. <laughs> I just don't. That's my that's my thing, and I'm that's running out at this point. But it's called Girl Scout, and it's a South Korean um, action comedy, and it's so funny. It's about this group of like women who get conned out of their money, and they're like all older, mm-hmm. and then it's like them getting payback. Oh my god! And it's so funny, so funny. Oh my god! And those are mine. If I can mention a show too. Oh yeah, go for it. Um. I've been obsessed with this South Korean show called, it's been on for years and years, but I'm only just now watching it. It's called Get It Beauty. Ooh, what's it about? Uh, it's just a beauty show. There, It's oh. like a, a talk show. Uh, there are four hosts, and every week it's they show like a different beauty thing. Ooh, and that's have like so up your alley. Guests. I, know, I love it so much. It's so, they talk about like skincare and beauty. You're going to have so many new products in 2015 because of this. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> I just sit there and watch it all mm. day. So those are my movies. Good. Um, you have you see I, you had much better of a list than I did. I came up with three mediocre movies and you have all these like South Korean. You're so world, worldly. <laughs> piece of shit. Not really. Pretty much right there in that one little part of the world. <laughs> Okay, so now we have video games, which yes. we've talked about video games a lot this year. Yeah, it's been a, it's, we've, we've had a lot of, it's been a very video game heavy podcast occasionally. Yeah, and because we just, we kind of get into it, but I have three that I picked that were kind of like my top favorites and the ones that I, I play most often. The first, obviously, is probably everyone's favorite right now, unless you're sitting under a rock is Super Smash Brothers for 3DS and Wii U. Mm-hmm. I got Super Smash Brothers for 3DS when it like came out or like a couple days after it came out and Joe and I have talked about it endlessly and I'm still playing it. Like I will just pick it up and play it. Like I think you said this, it's one of those games that like you ex- It's you will, casual. Yeah, it's casual and you'll expect someone who has a 3DS to just have it so you guys mm-hmm. can just play it. 
And then I bought it for Wii U just recently because I got a TV for my house, which I talked about a while ago. Um, and I'm just like unlocking all the characters again and I invite my friends over and we just like drink and play Mario Kart and play Super Smash Brothers and it's it's really good. Awesome. Um, and so obviously, since I mentioned Mario Kart, that's my second one is Mario Kart 8. I brought my Wii U over for Christmas um, and I had Mario Kart 8 for a while and my sister and her boyfriend and even like my aunt and my dad and my mom, like we all played Mario Kart together. And it was a very, like, family bonding moment. We were, like, drinking and driving. It was hilarious. Not actually drinking and driving, but, like, drinking and driving in Mario Kart because that's more legal. Uh, (laughs) Those, like, family sort of games where you can get either a group of family or a group of friends together are always the most fun. Yeah. So I... If you have family and friends. mm. So yeah, so Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart 8, and then one that I mentioned a while ago, which is an indie game um, called Shovel Knight, which I I definitely did talk about. I think it was one of my favorite things a couple weeks ago. Um, You can get that on Steam. It's like a retro, like NES-styled game with like 8-bit music and like the whole nine, and it's it's a very solid platformer. If you're into platformers like Super Mario and Sonic and stuff like that, Shovel Knight is like go-to. I think it's like only like... It was on sale the other day for like $8 on Steam, and it's cross-platform. So if you have a Mac or PC, you can just go pick it up there. And Steam's always having a sale, so check there. Mm-hmm. So those are my three video games. But I know, I think the reason why that I my video game list is a lot smaller than it should be is that I don't have like a, an Xbox or a PC or a PS4 or anything. So mm. I don't know. But what about you, Joe? I feel like that you were more into video games than me this year. So I'm curious to see what you have to say. I, yeah, I, w- I have been all over the video game. But, you know, there weren't as many that I liked this year as last year. Like mm-hmm. last year, of course, was Tomb Raider. Obviously. Which was a good game. Oh, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I'm, I'm a Tomb Raider purist. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy the <laughs> earlier ones. Mm-hmm. I will always buy them, you know, right when they come out. But Hair flip. But any year without a new Tomb Raider game is... Is it really a year worth living? That's what we have to ask ourselves at the turn of every year. <laughs> and we won't get another one this year because I'm a I'm a PC gamer and a 3DS gamer and a mobile gamer. Mm-hmm. And next year when it comes out, it's an Xbox exclusive. The new <sighs> one will be so upset. So we talked about that one week. Oh, yeah. So many fans have been just... Feels like a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I did have a few. Where did I put them? Oh, yeah. Okay. So one of mine was, of course, Smash Bros. 3DS. I don't have a Wii U. Yeah. But I love the 3DS version. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was going to... We had talked about this, too. How we thought maybe the screens were going to be too small and we weren't going to be able to see anything. But it's great. Oh, yeah. No, like, it's totally it's such fine. A good game. Yeah, it's such a good game. Um, Pokemon. Obviously. I the Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon, though. Which, you know, these days, probably like a few years ago, I would play the Pokemon games. And even when I was finished, I would still continue to play them Mm because I still wanted to train Pokemon and do more things. I don't do that as much now. Yeah. Like I like the storyline, but then I already have those Pokemon that are trained and I'm just it's but it was a very fun game. Yeah, totally. Um, But probably actually my favorite game this year was a mobile game. Oh, really? Yes, because I spent a hell of a lot of time on the fucking bus in San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) 
like three hours every day. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> and so I was playing so many mobile games and you could probably guess it. Is it? Is it what I think it is? What do you think it is? I think it's Poco Pong. It is Poco Pong. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I still play it daily. There was there was a couple, like, a few weeks where I didn't play it, but now oh I am back on the daily. Throwback Poco Pong, though. Love it. I keep, I just, I just want to always beat my high score. And now I've actually, I've tricked a few friends into playing it. So now I've got <laughs> some, like, you know, it shows, like, the leaderboards. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm always first place. Of course. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. Oh, my God. <laughs> just you even mentioning Poco Pong makes me want to play it again because it is so addictive. And the, the so animations good. are so cute. And it is, like, and the, the sound design is perfect. I'm going to have to pick it's it up again. It's the perfect game to just sit there and just kill some time. Oh, yeah. Zone out. Like, I love my PC game. PC gaming is probably my favorite. I love, you know, my third-person games and all of that. And, oh, I love platformers. But... I just Poco Pong. It's been the year of Poco Pong. For yeah, me. 2014 was Poco Pong. It was Poco Pong. God, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm also like surprised a little bit. It's amazing. There have been so it. many like other PC games that, or not PC, mobile games I've been playing too. Like there are two Sailor Moon games that are fan made right now. Oh shit! For and I don't know if they're on iOS right now, but I know for sure they're on Android. They're both really good. One Sailor V, and one is like a, it's called Sailor Moon, but the, the title is in Japanese, but I think if you type in Sailor Moon, you'll get it. Um, mm-hmm. And both of those are really good, too. And then Ooh. that game Beat MP3 that oh, I was fuck, obsessed with. You were with. so obsessed with that. I'm still obsessed with it. It's so good. <laughs> and of course, all those brain games that I have. Oh, fuck. Clearly aren't working. <coughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. Oh my god, amazing. Oh, and can we just say I finally completed Half-Life 2 in 2014? <laughs> I, that deserves a clap. That deserves a clap for Joe. At this t- at the time we're recording this podcast, um, you're it's not done up on YouTube right now. No, tomorrow the let's see, this will come out on Thursday. Yes. So if you're listening to this on Thursday, the final episode of Half-Life 2 will be tomorrow on Friday. Oh my god. So I guess it the the last playthrough will be uploaded in the new year, mm-hmm. but I actually beat it like a week or so ago already. Oh my god. RIP though. Yes, we need to have like a memorial service and everything. I just I can't. <laughs> You're done. You're done with Half-Life for a while. It just it's it seems so frustrating for you, but it's so hilarious to watch. So It you know that game has held up surprisingly well. When did it come out? A, lo- a, a long, long time, time ago, ago, right? Oh yeah. And I never it never crossed like yeah, of course the graphics aren't as great as games that come out nowadays, mm-hmm. but the games held up so well. That's awesome. Yeah. Like it, you never I, really I, expect it to. No, like it never crossed my mind. Like all the controls were perfect. All of the the storyline didn't feel old and outdated. So I really enjoyed playing it, but I'm finally fucking done. Oh, like God 33 videos later, I'm done. <laughs> That's insane. It will have be the 30 with two episodes that got lost. They're lost forever. Oh my God. <laughs> it was a, it was a moment. 2014 was, was, a moment. was a moment. It was a moment. So oh my God. That's oh. it for my game. It's, it's 2014 was so hashtag iconic for hashtag a lot of. Iconic. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little gay here. It's, it's okay. <laughs> Um, but no, I, I think, think our last thing that we have is our miscellaneous tab. 
mm-hmm. for for 2014. And I don't I don't have anything. I couldn't think of anything. But you said you have something. I got one. I'm curious of the one thing you got for miscellaneous. We've talked about this, Sam. We have many a times oh. in the podcast. The mute function on Twitter. Oh my god! <laughs> Came out in 2014. The heavens opened up. <laughs> <laughs> and that little goddamn bluebird flew down towards us. And graced God's given earth with the and mute function. And let us just shut people's fucking mouths permanently. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best way to end the podcast. I mean, we, st- we still have a couple. We want to read some tweets and we have like some texts or whatever. But yeah. like, what what a way to end this segment with the mute. F- I, that came out this year? Yeah, that was this year. Because we started the podcast this year, right? Oh, yeah, we totally did. And it's happened since then, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I just and like, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't mute everybody. Like, we've, as we've mentioned before, like, if you're listening to this podcast, in fact, you're probably not muted. Oh, yeah, Because totally. I love all the people who listen to this podcast. Mm. But there's there's always those slightly, slightly stalkery crazies. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's the people you have to follow that... You don't necessarily want to see your tweets, but you have to keep up appearances because the YouTube is a, or not the the YouTube too, (laughs) but the internet in general is a bitchy place. Oh yeah. And sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes you just got to do it, but God bless the fucking mute function. That is such a good miscellaneous. (laughs) And I'm jealous. This podcast. Oh, you piece of shit. I do got to say, no, I, (laughs) I do, because this has probably been like my favorite content creation thing that i've gotten to do of this year no it's been really fun too honestly because like when when we started this towards the the beginning of summer may it was i think it was probably may may i don't remember i I, all i remember is that joe and i we were friends obviously before the podcast i've produced music for him for years now um and we we've just we've always been really good friends but I always tried to tell Joe, like, you need to do another podcast. And Joe's like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Like, I really enjoyed the podcast that I did before, but, like, I want to do this and whatever. And we we would always just talk about it and then nothing would happen. And then Joe was like, how about we do a podcast? And I was like, wait a second. Like, I am not, like, a personality at all. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't <laughs> want people to know anything about me. You're but, better than me. Um, no, 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 you are. No, 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 like, no. For sure. <laughs> But anyway, so he he just kind of brought it up and I was like, why not? Like, I why the fuck not, you guys? And it is, honestly, I agree with you. Like, this has been such a good, like, like he's had a good content creation tool. And it's 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 very, like, I, every time we put out a podcast and every time we do this, like, it's, it's very easy for us because audio is something that I've studied for two years and I produce the podcast and I do whatever. But it's just, it's so casual and it's it's very, like, it's it's not high maintenance at all which i think is very very good for us so it's also like um i always whenever we record these um i always go away feeling better same like we we've you know been good friends for years now but we haven't had the chance to talk like this like you know it's been over you know we'll we'll have skype calls with the trolls and stuff where it's a lot of us together and stuff Mm mm-hmm but I just love this one-on-one with a, with you. It's good. Like it is so good. And we're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a mess. It's been a disaster. The best mess of 2014. I hope we continue doing it for as long as we want to. And yeah, same. 
I've really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you so much, Joe. Yes. Well, you guys, just letting you know that the podcast is not ending with 2014. No. We are continuing the shit show for 2015. So you guys got to stay tuned because who knows what the fuck we'll say, to be quite honest. But we aren't done. We still have uh, the usual segment with our um, text messages. And then Joe just tweeted um, to ask people some of their favorite things of 2014. So we're going to go through the Twitters also and see if we can find some some things that we can say on the podcast. Um, Let's see. Someone said, well, this person's name, I don't know if I can say it. It may be racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about you guys. God bless. <laughs> name is Chop Suey <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, she's, he or she, I don't know, Um, said... Cookie dough flavored Oreos. Fuck. The favorite thing about 2014. I don't think I've had those. I don't like cookie dough flavored things. Ooh, mm, <laughs> you just alienated the rest of our audience <laughs> via, you know. Yeah. A lot yeah, of people said yeah. the podcast, which we obviously appreciate, but you're full yes. of shit, obviously. No. Obviously. Um, um, let's do see. you want to do one? Yeah, I'll do one. So our, our friend Matthew on Twitter, which has called in once, I think, and we put it on the podcast, said that his favorite thing of 2014 are Little Debbie Swiss rolls and trying to sing along to the Femme album Alone in His Car, XOXO. I think that's a good well, one. Well, you should be able to sing along to it well because it's in English, and the language robots. that you speak. <laughs> <laughs> or English. It is. I mean, it's kind of English, to it's be honest. It's kind of English. But the, yeah, both good things. Little Debbie Swiss cake rolls. I'm all about that. I was I'm so sure. into that in school, though. Like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. A lot of people said Taylor Swift's new album, which is good. Yes. Uh, several people with um, this John Belcher person. I don't, it's obviously not John Belcher. That's from Bob's Burgers. Or Bob Belcher's from Bob's Burgers. Well, then who's John Belcher? I don't know. Who is John Maybe Belcher? he's real. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I think their, their image. Wait, what? We have what, to do some research. Anyway, they say they said Fem's album as well, so that's really cool. Oh, good! I'm glad people are um, listening to Fem. Simone said a said a says the Diagon Alley edition to the Wizarding World in Orlando. I've only been to Wizarding World once, and it was like I've never been. Oh, only once. Only once. Excuse me. Sorry. We need to go together. We would paint the town red. I would love that. I would rather go there than probably Disney World. I mean, honestly, it was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh my god! You know what? Someone just said my favorite. Well. Rowena Ravenclaw, love all of you guys' names. It's mm-hmm. clearly not any of your names. <laughs> Protecting Says, your identities. <laughs> my favorite things from 2K14 were seeing Chelsea Handler live, backpacking Ireland, and listening to the podcast. And that reminds me, I didn't even mention Chelsea Handler's book. I don't know how I didn't. Oh, yeah. Shit. I know that that should also be in my favorite. Uh, honorable mention. I mean, favorite. Honorable mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, you know Chelsea Handler. It's it's part of your being, to be quite honest. Oh, did you see HB tweeted us? HB tweeted us a few times. Look at you, HB, fucking spamming up the Twitters. Did you see that we're not his first or his second favorite podcast? Um, block. Uh, no, I'm using the mute feature now, HB. <laughs> so you did this to yourself. Sorry about it. You have no one to blame but yourself. But his favorite podcast, he says, is Serial. 
I haven't gotten into cereal, but I think I need to since everyone's fucking talking about it. Yeah, I keep hearing about it, but I haven't started listening to it. And his second favorite, he says, is Night Vale Radio, which I also haven't gotten into, which I need to. Oh, yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Said that his favorite breakout performance was me in a wig during the chandelier video. Thank you so much. I, Gorgas. I love that you noticed that it was me. Uh, did you see his favorite song of the year? Um, Too Young, now on iTunes and Amazon. <laughs> okay, HB, you just got unmuted for that. So, <laughs> smooth. Oh, but so yeah, it's a Marilyn Manson's new album. I didn't I, know Marilyn Manson had a new album or made was alive. <laughs> also, apparently Dolly Parton had a new album that came out and I had no idea. What? All we all the only song you need from Dolly Parton is Jolene. Oh, Jolene though. I, we could have a whole podcast on Jolene, to be oh quite my God, honest. It's so good. Um, so we have the thank you guys so much for sending yes, us the guys. Twitters, the questions and whatever. But do we have uh, a text message? Do we have any time for that? I've got one text message that I think we can read. It's from Marlboro, Marlboro Massachusetts. I can never say that word. Uh uh-uh, me neither. <laughs> Hello, Sam and Joe. My name is Charlie. I know this is hard to believe, but your podcast has definitely been my favorite thing of 2014. Oh. Just wanted to read that one. Oh, thanks. That's all you need to know. (laughs) There you have it, folks. If you haven't been listening to the podcast, then you need to, because it's obviously everyone's favorite part of 2014. Clearly, we're all the rage. We are all the rage. That's why we're always at the bottom of the charts on iTunes. (laughs) So bottom though, not so gonna comment. Um, but yeah, uh, oh my god, I I think we did it. I think we did our last episode of 2014. Yeah, it's it's like liberating, but it's also like I'm excited. We're gonna be doing. We're gonna be recording next week. Too. I know. We're, <laughs> we're still on this fucking train into the depths of hell. So time goes on. Thank it, you guys for listening this year. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh, I hope that we. I'm sure we have a lot of trash that we're gonna throw at you for the year 2015 so i just hope you guys stick around with us because it's gonna be trashy like what all gonna be what do you guys expect you if you listen to this far then you know what to expect to be quite honest but yeah honestly feel free to leave us comments on the soundcloud of your favorite things of 2014 we always read those yeah and and like tweet us like you did today and and call us the voicemails message number whatever is always at the end of the podcast so please feel free to text us or call us as per usual but yeah i think we're gonna we're gonna head out and you guys go and celebrate your wonderful new year's day i'll probably be sleeping because i'll probably be drunk the night before because obviously i will probably go to bed at 10 on new year's eve god bless america (laughs) So anyways, thank you guys so much and we'll see you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or via SoundCloud at the show samandjoe.com. You can follow me, Sam, at twitter.com slash bitcrunch and at soundcloud.com slash bitcrunch. And you can follow me, Joe, at twitter.com slash josephbirdsong or my blog, josephbirdsong.co. Also, you guys can text us or call us and leave us a voicemail with questions or comments. And if we like what we hear, we may play your message in a future show. That number is 516-500-SHOW or 516-500-7469. So we'll see you all next week on The Show! The show.